أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد Welcome to another episode of our Tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page number 12 of the first juz uh, and still in surah al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the uh, previous episode we mentioned that Allah Azza wa Jal, after having concluded the story after which the surah is named, the story of the people of the cow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to us uh, the principle of how one of the reasons why people turn away from Allah or disobey Allah or are not eager to conform to the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal, it is because of a lack of humility and humbleness and fear of Allah Azza wa Jal within their hearts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then mentioned also as we concluded in the last episode, uh, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions also that the people of the book from amongst them are those who change the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. They change the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They change the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal knowingly doing so. Not out of mistake or out of ignorance, they knowingly do so. And from amongst them are those who claim to be believers, but when they're with one another, they are hypocritical in terms of that belief. And Allah will now continue at the beginning of page number 12. Uh, in verse number 77, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to us a, 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 an indication or uh, gives to us a principle, if you like, that despite what people may claim or what they do or what they conceal in their hearts, Allah has knowledge of all of these things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 77, A'udhu rajim أَوَلَا يَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ Do they not know that Allah is well aware of that which they conceal and that which they reveal? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that they try to hide these things, that they change the words of Allah azza wa thinking that no one will know, no one will notice. They choose the parts of revelation that suit them and apply them, and the parts that don't suit them, they ignore them. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in that hadith, when some of the people tried to come and they tried to save a woman who had stolen, but she was from the nobility, she was someone who had a, her own station and stature amongst the people of society, they came and they, and they tried to stop her hand from being cut off, as is the case under Islamic law. The Prophet ﷺ became angry and he said that indeed from that which destroyed those who came before us is that when the laws would be applied upon the rich and the wealthy, they would be ignored. They would find a way out for them. But when it came to the poor and the needy, they would exact that revenge or they would apply that law in its true spirit and in its true word upon them. Meaning that if people had prestige, they had influence, they had wealth, they had position, they had power, they had fame, they would give them a pass. They would find some excuse not to apply that law. But the one who doesn't have anything that they can offer, doesn't have anything that they can use to influence the proceedings or the people making that judgment, those people they would apply those rulings upon. And so Allah says this type of changing, Allah knows everything. Allah knows that which you conceal and that which you reveal. 
And that is why it is not the duty of the Muslim scholar, the mufti, the imam of the masjid, whoever it may be, that you go to us. All of us as imams get when people come to us from our congregation, from brothers and sisters, and they have these questions and they say, yes, but this is my circumstance, or that is my circumstance. I can't fast in Ramadan because of X, Y, and Z. I can't give zakah this year because of X, Y, and Z. My job and my role is to tell you this is the Sharia of Allah. This is halal and this is haram. If you have a valid excuse, that's okay. But it is not my role and my job to ensure that your excuse is valid. I don't have to go and search your circumstances. I don't have to ask you for proof. That is your prerogative. That is your conscience that must deal with that and that you must answer to Allah Azza wa Jal before. So it's no good, for example, saying to someone or saying even before Allah Azza wa Jal in Yawm Al-Qiyamah that so-and-so allowed me to do so. And I did it on that basis. If the information that you gave was incorrect, if you concealed in your heart something which wasn't the reality of the situation. And that is why the Prophet said وسلم, in that amazing hadith, he said, some of you sometimes come to me with a dispute. And one of you sometimes is more eloquent than the other party. So I give it to you, the right based upon your eloquence. You made a better judgment, you made a better argument, you made a better justification. And the Prophet can only base upon, judge upon what is apparent to him, like every other judge and every other imam. So I give you the right based upon that. But know, know that if what you took was was wrong and unjust and oppressive, then you will be punished with it on the day of judgment. Allah will hold you to account. This accounting is the worldly accounting. And Allah only commands us to do what we are obliged to do and what we are able to do with our human ability. But me and you both know sometimes when we make the excuse that we can't pray because we're sick or that we need to combine or that we need to do for X, Y, and Z, we can't do something. Allah knows our reality better than we know ourselves. And even though other people may accept it, we will still have to answer before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so remember this principle, uh, the brothers and sisters, that Allah knows everything that we hide, everything that we reveal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in verse number 78 he says, Some of them are uneducated and know the scripture only through wishful thinking. They rely on guesswork. Allah Azzawajal has told us that there are two types of people amongst the people of the book. And you can find the same even amongst Muslims. But the example here is given of the people of the book. But as we've mentioned before, they're mentioned so that we can benefit from those lessons as well. The first are those who knowingly, deliberately change the laws of Allah Azzawajal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention them again in a short verse when he will say that there are those who write the scripture by their own hands, meaning they change it by their hands. And then the second group are these people here. So the first group are those who have knowledge, but for whatever reason, because of the dunya, because of some disease in their heart, because of some temptation, whatever it is, because of that, they will openly change the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will miss out things, or they will change the context or the rulings of Allah azza wa jal. But then there is a second group, who are the masses, who don't really have knowledge, but they worship Allah based upon wishful thinking. Whereas Ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, said concerning the Muslims, there are those people who read the Quran, but they don't understand it and they don't contemplate it. And then they pick out the Quran and pluck it out and use it as evidence for whatever they consider they can use it for. Meaning that these people haven't studied, they don't know the rulings of the Quran, they don't know the tafsir of the verses of Allah Azza wa they haven't studied the different sciences to be able to take and extract and derive rulings from it, but they will say, I'm a Muslim, I've read the Quran. 
even though no one would do something similar in medicine or engineering or you know you don't just try to be a pilot just because you can use a joystick no one does this in every uh, any sphere of life or any other facet of life but when it comes to religion many people think that just by virtue of being able to read the Quran they are experts and scholars of the Quran Allah says that there are always those two types of people those who actively deliberately change the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are obviously the more dangerous group of people because they have an agenda a disease in the heart an innovation that they're trying to propagate and then you have other people who haven't studied and they worship Allah through wishful thinking meaning that they just simply worship Allah without really educating and learning from for themselves and both of those groups of people need to obviously change their ways and and do that which Allah has commanded and that is why in verse number 79 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says concerning these people so woe to those who write something down with their own hands and then they claim this is from Allah in order to make some small gain. In the previous nations, as we know, uh, amongst the, the, the previous nations and the previous scriptures that they received, they changed some elements of that revelation. That revelation is not intact in the way that it was given to those prophets, whether it was the Prophet Musa السلام, or the Prophet Isa السلام, or before them, the Prophet Dawood السلام, with the Psalms. It was changed over time. And so the preservation of those texts was not to that extent that it couldn't be changed and manipulated and so it was changed over time. And so that is why you see and you still see today that within those religions there are different people who change the rulings of those religions according to whatever they consider to be best for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying woe to those people who do this. No one has the right to change the commands of Allah, the legislation of Allah, the scripture of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they do so to earn some worldly gain, whether that be wealth or position or prestige or more followers, whatever it may be, they do so to earn a small gain. The success of a religion is not based upon its numbers necessarily. It's not based upon, uh, you know, upon materialistic possessions or upon power. It is based upon those who are most truthful and sincere to the message that their Lord has given to them and sent to them by way of guidance. They are those who worship Allah alone and fulfill the obligations that Allah has placed upon them. And that is why from the beauty of this religion, our religion, is that it is not possible to change the commands of Allah. It is not possible to change the scripture of Allah and the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah preserved the Quran in such a way that even if someone was to come and pick up a Quran and rewrite it and make changes, there are so many Muslims across the world that are intricately familiar with the book of Allah through its recitation and its memorization and its study that they would all stand up as a single united voice and they would say that is incorrect. That is not from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That has been manipulated or changed in a way that is unacceptable. And that is the beauty of our religion. You can go to Muslims across any part of the world. Go to them in Indonesia, go to them in, in Malaysia, go to wherever you wish. And you will find this to be the case because that is how Allah has preserved his book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا كَتَبَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا يَكْسِبُونَ So woe to them. Woe in the Arabic language means may destruction befall them. May they be punished for what their hands have written and woe to them for that which they have earned. 
for that which their hands have written, meaning trying to change the words and commands of Allah Azza wa Jal, and that which they have earned, meaning trying to worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala based upon what is not guidance. Allah Azza wa Jal says that despite this, despite this, this, uh, this, uh, this likelihood of them changing their revelation, changing their scripture, despite these actions of theirs that they perform, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said that they will still have then the audacity to make a claim that they won't be punished by Allah Azza wa Jal, except for very little. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 80, وَقَالُوا لَن تَمَسَّنَا النَّارُ إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَةً وَقَالُوا لَن تَمَسَّنَا النَّارُ إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَةً They say the fire will only touch us for a few days. Not only did they change the scriptures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is as if they confess and they agree that they have done some wrong. They have disobeyed Allah in, such, in, in certain things. And because of that, they say, yes, we will be punished, but it will be only for a few days. The days that you can count upon the fingers of your two hands, meaning that it will not be an extraordinary length, lengthy period, but Allah will punish us for a few days and then we will go into Jannah and we will be rewarded. And this audacity shows that despite the evil and the sin that they commit, they feel themselves safe from Allah's punishment. And what worse thing is there to to disobey Allah or disbelieve in Allah and at the same time feel safe from Allah's wrath and His punishment? It's as if they're saying that even a moment in the fire is okay. I can We can bear a day or two days, a week, two weeks, it's fine. Who, after they read the description of the fire and what the Prophet said وسلم, concerning the fire, would even imagine that a single moment in the fire would be bearable. One moment in the fire is one too many. The Prophet said that the fire of this world is one of 70 parts of the fire of the next life. The worst raging fire with the highest temperatures that you can find in the dunya, it is one seventieth of the fire of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And the Prophet said that Allah will bring a person who in this world all they did through their disbelief was enjoy the dunya. They only saw pleasure and comfort and happiness. They saw they had only everything, every pleasure that they could desire. And on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, they will simply be dipped into the fire. A dip and out. Just a moment in the fire and taken out. And they will be asked, did you ever experience pleasure before? And they will say, no, oh Allah. We've never, we don't remember any pleasure in our life because that single moment in the fire erased all of that. And likewise, a person will be brought on Yawm Al-Qiyamah who in this life, with their Iman, they had hardship and difficulty and trial and test after trial and test. But on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, they will simply be dipped into Jannah, into paradise. And then they will be asked, do you have, do you recall any hardship or difficulty? And they will say, no, O oh Allah, not even a moment. Because a single moment in either one is enough. Enough in either terms of punishment or in terms of blessing and reward. And so this was the audacity of their claims. Allah Azza wa says, rebuking these claims, قُلْ أَتَّخَذْتُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَهْدًا فَلَنْ يُخْلِفَ اللَّهُ عَهْدًا أَمْ تَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Have you received a promise? Say to them, have you received a promise from Allah? For Allah never breaks His promises. Or are you saying that about Allah Azza wa of which you have no knowledge? When they say that we will only touch the fire for a few days, did Allah give you that promise? Do you have that in writing? Did Allah give you that guarantee? Is this something which you know that Allah Azza wa will surely do? Or are you speaking about Allah without knowledge? 
and that is the gravest of all sins to ascribe to Allah that which you have no knowledge of. Because the essence of kufr and shirk and disbelief and associating partners with Allah is this, speaking about Allah without knowledge. When you don't know anything about Allah's religion, remain quiet. If you don't have knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah, don't speak about what Allah has made halal or haram, or what is part of the religion and what isn't part of the religion. One of the gravest, if not the gravest sin that you can perform is to speak about Allah and His religion without knowledge. Leave it to those people who have studied and who are qualified. It's not something which Allah obligated upon you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that these people, because the essence of those people who commit shirk, who say that Allah has a son, or Allah has a partner, or these trees, or the moon, or the sun are gods besides Allah, what is the essence of that? It is speaking about Allah without knowledge. Speaking about Allah's rights without knowledge. Speaking about what is due to Allah and what is due to other than Allah without knowledge. And so Allah says, likewise, these people, are they speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge? Or do they have some type of, of, um, do they have some type of guarantee and promise from Allah Azza wa Jal? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verses 81 and 82 gives us the principle, the guarantee that Allah does give to us. What they claim is Allah's promise to them is a false promise. It is not the promise that Allah made. And Allah doesn't break His promises as He says. If Allah says something, that is what will happen. Because Allah does not change His words or His promises. What is therefore the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell us in verses 81 and 82, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Truly, bala, indeed, those who do evil and are surrounded by their sins, they will be the people of the fire and they will be therein to remain. This is the promise of Allah. If you disbelieve, if you do evil, you will enter into the fire. For those people who disbelieve in Allah and commit shirk, their fire is for eternity. And as for those people who have iman and they believe in Allah and worship Him alone, but they still sin and accumulate sins, Allah may punish them if He chooses to do so, and He may forgive them if He chooses to do so. But they will be from amongst the people of iman, those people who will enter the fire for a period of time, so long as it takes to cleanse their sins, then Allah will remove them from the fire and they will go into Jannah for the remainder of eternity. But for the disbelievers, they immediately go into the fire and they remain therein forever. This is the principle that Allah gives. If you change the words of Allah, you disbelieve in Allah, you, you perform acts of kufr and shirk, Allah doesn't say to you that you would only have the fire for a day or two or five or ten or whatever it may be. This is the principle here. Those who disbelieve, do evil, are surrounded by sin, for them is the fire. And in verse number 82, the believers, As for those who believe and do good deeds, they will be the inhabitants of Jannah and they will be therein to remain. So likewise, from the promises of Allah, the guarantees is that the people of Iman who believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, Yawmul Qiyamah, decree and all of those things that Allah has commanded us to have Iman in and they do righteous deeds doing so sincerely for the sake of Allah, following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So they, they fast and they pray and they give zakah, they perform hajj and they do all of that, they will have salvation, they will have success, they will have the reward of Allah azza wa jal and they will have jannah. 
this is the principle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not the principle that was claimed by some of the people of the book. Those principles or those promises that they have are not the promises and the guarantees that Allah Azza wa gave. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in verses 81 and 82 the actual principle. And this applies to everyone. It applies to the Jews, to the Christians, to the Muslims, applies to everyone. If you believe in that which Allah commanded you to believe, which after the coming of the Prophet ﷺ is to believe in him and his message, and you do righteous deeds, you will have salvation. And if you disbelieve after the coming of the Prophet ﷺ, because as we mentioned in the previous episode, at every time that every Prophet and Messenger came, to believe in them is to believe in what the message is that they brought, which is the one of Tawheed and their Sharia. But after the coming of the Prophet ﷺ, every previous message has been abrogated and every sharia has been abrogated by the sharia of the Prophet And so therefore, to disbelieve in that, to turn away in sin, brings about the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fire. In verse number 83, the final verse on this page, Allah speaks about the covenant and this will continue on to the next page inshallah ta'ala in the next episode as well. The covenants that Allah placed upon Bani Israel, the oaths and pledges that he took from them. From them is the one that is mentioned in verse 83. وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِيثَاقَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ لَا تَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا اللَّهَ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا وَذِي الْقُرْبَى وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا وَذِي الْقُرْبَى وَالْيَتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينِ وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حُسْنًا وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ ثُمَّ تَوَلَّيْتُمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِنْكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ مُعْرِضُونَ And remember when we took a pledge from the children of Israel. Worship none but Allah alone. Be good to your parents and kinsfolk, to the orphans and to the poor. Speak good words to all people. Keep up the prayer and pray and pay the zakah. Then all but a few of you turned away and paid no heed. The religion of Allah has always been the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always given the same general commandments to every single one of the nations by the prophets and messengers that he sent to them. Allah has always commanded the people to worship Him alone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always told them to abide by the general principles of goodness, of good character, of good morality that Allah that all of us know of. It is not specific to the Muslims or to the Jews or to the Christians or to one prophet over and above another. The Sharia of Allah, the, the, the command of Allah to have Tawheed has been consistent throughout the way. And that is why the Prophet said that the prophets are like are like maternal brothers. Their father is one, but their mothers are different. How does that work? Or paternal brothers. How does that work? It means that the sharia of Allah Azza wa in the sense of the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has always been the one and the same. Every prophet of Allah came with that same command to worship Allah alone. Where do they differ? Meaning the different mothers that they have, the example that is given in this, the metaphorical example. It means that their sharia may differ. Some of the rulings may differ in terms of the minutiae and the sharia that they have. But even within the sharia, you will find that the broad concepts of worshipping Allah, of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of doing the halal and staying away from the haram, of doing that which is beneficial and staying away from that which is harmful, those are always present in every sharia of every prophet of Allah azza wa And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us examples here. The covenant that is taken from Bani Israel is the same covenant that today we as Muslims abide by as well. And that is that we worship Allah Azza wa alone. 
that you do good towards your parents. Respect them, honor them, listen to them in that which they command so long as it doesn't go against the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. Be good to your relatives and your kinsfolk. Make silatul rahim, join the ties of kinship. Your siblings, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, these people have a right upon you. Maintain those ties of kinship as we know within the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. It is extremely rewarding and virtuous. Be good towards the orphans and the poor. That is something that you find amongst everyone. And this is something which you will find in all of the religions. Islam doesn't call to something which is wayward or something which is fanatical or something which is extreme. These are things that all of the people accept but maybe they don't do in the way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously the biggest of those issues that most people will not accept and reject is the worship of Allah azza wa jal alone. So be good towards your family. Be good towards the orphans. Be good towards the poor. وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ husna And speak good to the people. Your mannerisms, your character, the words that you say. As the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadih. The true Muslim is the one that safeguards others from his hands and from his tongue. The Muslim is the one who speaks good, is gentle, is kind, is, is gracious, is the one who has good speech emanating from him. The Muslim isn't the one who curses all the time, swears all the time, ridicules all the time, always backbites and cheats and slanders. That isn't the way of the Muslim. Establish the prayer, give the zakah. Allah says, this is the covenant that we took from Bani Israel. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what is the end result? But then you turned away. The vast majority of you turned away and disbelieved, except for a few from amongst you. And Allah is always just in the way that he judges every single nation. With every prophet, there were always believers. Always those people who accepted their message. Allah says those people will have their reward because they did what Allah commanded them to do at that time. But the majority... They turned away. The majority, they made, uh, they made, they paid no heed to Allah subhanahu wa taala and to His commands, but rather they disobeyed Allah azza wa jal. So Allah subhanahu wa taala reminds us of the covenants that He took from Bani Israel, just as they were covenants that He took from them. There are covenants that Allah azza wa jal has taken from us as Muslims. You, as a Muslim, have agreed to obey Allah azza wa jal and His commands to follow the teachings of the Qur'an and the Prophet There is a covenant that we have, as I mentioned in a previous episode, the hadith of Mu'adh radiallahu when he was asked by the Prophet what is Allah's right upon, upon, upon his creation? He said, to worship Allah alone. And what is the rights of the creation of Allah? That he won't, he won't punish them if they do so. And part of the worship of Allah alone is to abide by the commands of Allah, to pray, to give zakah, to be good to your parents, to do everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. And Allah azza wa jal will continue, as we will see inshallah ta'ala in the next page, with reminding us of some of those covenants that he took with Bani Israel. And this is a surah that speaks often about the children of Israel for this very reason. As we've seen so far, Bani Israel is mentioned many, many ways. Because one of the problems or one of the, uh, the, the downfalls of this nation is the problems that they had internally in terms of their belief, in terms of the way that they acted when it came to their creed and when it came to their, uh, their commands of Allah, uh, abiding by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah azza wa jal gives these examples to us so that we don't fall into those same mistakes and that we may benefit from these lessons and those principles. And Allah azza wa jal knows best. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim